Welcome back to the Relax My Dog podcast. My name is Claire. My name's Leah. We're from Relax My Dog, where we talk about all things dog. for a walk after this because I think the weather is just so beautiful uh, and because the weather's so nice it got me thinking about uh, people taking their dogs out for walks and thought wouldn't it be really interesting to share some tips um, on dog walking and basically just like dog walking 101 and I know it's probably not the kind of thing you think that you need to know the basics but if you really think about it there's so much that you need to get right and something that can go wrong so this week Leah and I are going to be telling you some dog walking tips that everybody should know now, did you know that um, we're all meant to spoke, we are all meant to walk our dogs at least once a day? But apparently, studies have shown that twenty percent of us don't walk our dogs every day. I was like, really? That's really? quite a high percentage. <laughs> yeah, I would think that as well. Yeah, and I think I don't know. Poor dogs. I mean, I guess. Well, I'm not a judge because I don't have a dog, but I just think that isn't it like sort of dog 101 that you're meant to walk them at least once a day? Yeah, I also think as well, to be fair, that some dogs love a walk, like Milo could go on a three mile walk or three hour walk, and then you come back and he'll still want to go out. Whereas I think some dogs, they just, they don't even want to go on one walk, do they? You get some dogs which are like proper couch potatoes, so yeah, that 20% could be in that, and it actually might not be the owner's fault, it might be the dog's fault. The dog, <laughs> fair enough, yeah. But it is really good, like, to get your dog out exercising, because it's good not just for, like, their physical well-being, but for their overall, like, mental well-being as well. I actually have, um, my best friend's got two chihuahuas, and he likes going hiking, um, and he has to, he likes to take them with him, but they, they like, they don't like walking. <laughs> he has to carry them most of the time. <laughs> oh, really? I went out for the day, um, and I saw, it's like a puppy golden retriever, but they put it in like, um, I think it had done so much walking and they put it in like a backpack and it honestly, and I'll have to send you a picture because my mate got a picture. It was the cutest thing ever. Like he was just looking around, like looking at everyone, like everyone being like, oh God, that dog is so cute. That is adorable. Oh my goodness. So yeah, yeah. So we get it. Like, you know, some dogs just aren't fans of walking, but it is important uh, that, you, that you do walk your dogs because like you said, like I said, it's uh, for them emotional Mental and physical well-being. Right, so first of all, is to let your dog sniff around for mental stimulation. One of um, our favourite dog walking tips is to make sure, make the most out of your dog, make the most out of the walk for your dog. And the easiest way to do that is by letting them sniff around. Did you know dog walks are about more than just physical exercise? Uh, your dog's walk is usually the only time they get to go out and explore each day. Give them a little extra time to sniff around. If you don't want to stop every five seconds or have your dog sniffing around in your neighbour's yard, that's fine. You decide which areas are appropriate and safe for them to explore. When you want to give your dog a little sniff break, just loosen your dog's leash for a few minutes and give them a chance to take in all those smells. You can use cues such as go smell or let's walk um, cue for them when it's time to move on. And th- those kinds of, um, of cues are really, really easy for you to um, train your dog, especially if they're a younger dog. Um, all those smells provide your dog with stimulation and information. It's their way of keeping track of what's going on in the neighbourhood. And you'd be surprised at how exhausting a nice sniffer walk can be for your dog compared to a brisk 15-minute one around the neighbourhood with no sniff breaks. You can focus on just the physical aspect of walking, but keep in mind the extra mental stimulation for your dog get, uh, that your dog gets from sniffing really adds up. 
Uh, some scientists argue that we're uh, doing a massive disservice to our animals by not acknowledging the importance of smell for their well-being. You can make walks more meaningful and enriching to your dog just by giving them a few extra minutes to sniff around. Like dogs really do use their, their noses to really uh, experience the world. So like letting them have a good old sniff while they're out and about, like that's like a real treat for them and really like, like I said, really good mental stimulation. Yeah, Milo is a massive sniffer dog. Like whenever we go for a walk, say it's, I don't know, a five minute walk, make that 10 minutes with Milo because he loves, he loves a good sniff. And you know, like mm-hmm. you see some people when they're walking the dog and the dog stops, have a sniff on the tree or whatever. Yeah. The normal pull don't they're like, like come on come on we need to go but if you just pause for 10-15 seconds and let your dog sort of move on when when they're ready it, you yeah. can see that your dog will probably enjoy the walk a little bit more than if you were just pulling them and getting them ready to just like you say it's not just about the physical of them walking it's about them experiencing sort of the world around them as well so mm. that's a really, really good point to be fair yeah awesome <laughs> So then the next top tip is to don't use a retractable leash when you go for walks. Now, when it comes to using the right leash for your dog walk, um, we have one recommendation and that is to avoid the retractable leashes. Now, retractable leashes cause or can cause many unnecessary hazards compared to just traditional leashes. Um, Mm. The length of most retractable leashes makes it difficult for you to maintain control of your dog. (coughs) Sorry. Um, especially in the high traffic areas, dogs can easily run into the street and those leashes are not easy to reel in. We used to have one in the past um, and I do agree that to sort of collect your dog with the leash, it, it can be quite difficult, especially if you are wanting to have a bit more control over your dog that I see them leashes as more of them being able to have a little bit more freedom, a little bit more movement on the walk. But if you're in like a busy area, um, you don't really want to have one of those because you want to be able to properly keep control of your dog. Mm-hmm. Um, and those locks on retractable leashes just aren't, um, aren't suitable. Um, retractable leashes um, are also known for causing injuries to dogs and humans. So um, grabbing onto the leash itself for more support while your dog is moving can cause severe burns um, mm-hmm. in extreme circumstances. And um, like amputation and things like that, which is a bit scary, really. Um, and when your dog reaches the end of the leash, that your a sudden jerk jerk can actually make you fall over. Which I think I've seen so many videos of that happen before. If you've got a really powerful dog that's on one of these retractable leashes, mm-hmm. as soon as they sort of belt it for a dog or a toy or anything like that, you've mm-hmm. got all this time for, for them to carry on one of it. As soon as it hits the end of that that lead. Um, you're sort of going flying with the dog um, if your dog already pulls while walking um, obviously a retractable leash will only make it worse uh, because they'll be able to to have that leeway of being able to get the freedom that they want whereas obviously on a, on a non-retractable one you are able to sort of keep a little bit more control of them um, so keep it in mind that retractable leashes are a poor choice uh, for normal walks uh, but obviously in certain situations like I said earlier like you're going to the beach or mm-hmm. you're taking it out in the yard and it's not super suitable for a dog like there's gaps in the fence and you want to have a bit of control where your dog is then um, they are a convenient option I think when we used to go camping and things like that we'd always take a retractable one because we could hook it up to the side yeah. of the bench or whatever and Milo could have a bit of free reign he could have a bit more space to explore but we still know that it's attached to something so he's, he's so close by um, yeah. so just keep that one in mind as well 
Yeah, it's just giving them a little bit of freedom, freedom whilst they're, they're sort of a bit more controllable. Like, that's actually a really, really good idea. Good idea. And you can do that with the cats as well. If you've got a cat that you don't want to have as an, as an out, a, outdoor cat, you can have those retractable leads and have them in the garden and they can just sort of wander around and do their own thing. So they're out there. Like I said, they are, they're really good in certain situations. Yeah. Did I ever tell you about the time with um, with Rio when we went camping and we found this uh, and cat, Rio came with us. We didn't have anyone to look after him. But it was when he was a lot, a lot younger. And mm. um, we used to get so many stairs on that camping trip, which I guess you would expect. <laughs> but he, he's a really, really well-behaved cat, so we weren't sort of worried about him. But then we found this beach that was just sort of, no one really went to it. It was pretty like a big beach and we sort of had it all to ourselves. But we took Rio and we got one of those like a harness and a retractable lead. And he mm. it was like weird to see Rio like on the <laughs> just exploring it. It was really cute, like exploring the rocks and... Yeah. So I know, but imagine we probably look like the absolute crazy family that are taking <laughs> with us. <laughs> yeah, and it's becoming more and more popular now, isn't it? But yeah, at the time it was like weird. I was bringing a cat on holiday. <laughs> like what? Mm, Ten years ago, maybe. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> I love that. Okay, the next one is to always pick up after your dog. Now, another walking tip to remember is pick up your dog's poo. Picking up your dog's poop is more than just being a good, tidy neighbour. Um, dog poop that isn't picked up causes major health concerns for humans and pets alike. alike. Pet waste can contain harmful, harmful organisms such as um, Giardia, E. coli, roundworms, hookworms and salmonella and can spread to other animals and humans. And when pet waste is left on the ground, those diseases, pathogens and bacteria make their way into the soil and pollute water supply. And these nasty organisms can live around for a long time in the ground. Hookworm larvae, for example, can live for several weeks in the soil. Uh, studies have found that uh, 20 to 30% of the bacteria in urban watershed is due to dog waste. Ew, that's so gross. <laughs> we understand that picking up dog poo isn't glamorous, but it's part of being a responsible pet owner. It's not just rude to leave a dog's poo out lying around, it's a potential health hazard. You can buy poop bags from any pet store and they're really easy to carry around, get little bags, you can get little like um dispenser that you can put on your dog's collar um i've seen those um just shove a couple of bags in your pocket before heading out and if your dog gets a little poop happy on walks <laughs> they're actually dogs that don't poop on walks uh, be sure to bring a few extras as well like i've seen loads of people like with little little containers on their dog's collar so you don't even have to like carry it around yourself <laughs> yeah, you've got you can even get leads that have them sort of inbuilt you know like in the bit that you hold you have mm-hmm. like put the poop bags in there um, yeah even though I don't live at home anymore and I don't have access to a dog I always find poo bags in every coat pocket in every <laughs> always a poo bag <laughs> that's, a, that's a dog mom problems <laughs> literally it is and obviously it is like you say responsible to pick up your dog's poo but Milo always seems to find the worst places to <laughs> find say like there's like a really busy road and mm. we go got to be on this busy road for maybe a minute like walking just to get to the next part of the he'd always decide to poo on that road wherever <laughs> struggle to ca- hold the dog's lead hold his water hold everything that I've got and also pick up this poo <laughs> of course that's just how they make our lives so much easier <laughs> honestly, honestly one thing that really bugs me is like you'll probably I don't know you'll be the same but like I live quite uh, rurally and there's quite a few like nice walks around my around where I live and I absolutely hate you when you walk in and you see people have put a picked up dog's poo and then put it in a bag and then hung it on a tree or a fence 
yeah 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 I really hate that like that is not responsible at all in fact that's actually worse than just leaving it we have like a bit of community chat on um on for like my village area and I mm. know that people do it in our area as well but people actually will do it say they're doing like a big loop of a walk they'll hang it on the tree and then collect it on the way back oh okay oh I didn't think about that like make you feel a bit better that maybe it's just been left there so that nothing else can sniff it and they can collect it on the way back from the wall oh, yeah actually yeah because a lot of the walks around me are circular actually so okay well I'm, i'll be slightly less judgmental next time i see that <laughs> maybe next time when you see one in a particular place maybe go next mm. back there like a day after and see if it's still there and then you can make your anger a little bit heavier than it might have been the day <laughs> <laughs> yeah, thanks <Lynn. laughs> then the next one kind of sticks along um with the one we were just talking about and that is to obviously bring plenty of water for your dog now, if you're going to be walking for more than half an hour or out in the hot weather, um, obviously not super, super hot, but um, you should always be taking plenty of water along for your dog, both for yourself and also for your dog as well. Um, dogs obviously have a harder time regulating their temperature than we do, um, and it's easy for them to overheat. And since dogs sweat through panting, they become, can become um, quite dehydrated during exercise, especially in the warm weather now you can actually buy loads and loads of things that are suitable for dogs whether it's a collapsible water bowl which i saw we went to the beach yesterday and i saw a lot of people with this collapsible water bottle a uh, water mm-hmm. bowl which i was really happy to see and also some uh, collapsible water bottles as well which um we've got uh, that i take out for milo um, it's like one of those ones where the water bottle fits inside the bowl and then you pull the bottle out and you squirt yeah, cool. it it fills with water and Milo loves it. I think he prefers to drink out of that than his normal water bowl is where it is. Obviously a lot of people might prefer using the water bottle uh, with a lid seeing as it's just a little bit easier to carry. You don't have to worry about any spillage. Um, so yeah, make sure you do are getting one of those. You can attach them really easy. A lot of them come with like clips so you can attach mm. them to your backpack. So um, you're not really having to think about using your hands you can attach it to the lead as well like there's there's loads of different things you can do that sort of make it convenient for you as well that's cool uh okay the next one is to make sure the dog is wearing proper identification now every time you leave the house with your dog ensure they're wearing their id tags now i think it's actually law for your dog to wear id tags when you're when you're addressing it i think that it's definitely in america i'm not quite sure if it is here in the uk mm-hmm. um but unfortunately you can't control everything that happens and sometimes dogs do get lost uh, be prepared by making sure a dog is wearing tags that are up to date. Um, so that's with your um, your name, uh, telephone number and uh, your address. Um, and since collars can break or be wriggled out, I'll talk to you a bit about getting a microchip. Well, actually, getting microchipped here in the UK is actually the law, isn't it? Like all, all our dogs need to be microchipped. Um, so not sure about that in the US, but here it's definitely the, the law that you need to, be, to have your dog microchipped. Um, if you get microchip for your dog, be sure to register your information. Um, as long as your information is current, anyone who scans your dog for a chip can get in touch. Uh, can get in touch with you. If you've seen those stories and news about dogs being lost for months and turning up hundreds of miles away, that's almost they're almost always reunited because of a microchip. Which I love hearing those stories, but it does kind of make me real upset when like <laughs> animals get out and then they're they're like lost for ages and ages and ages. Yeah. yeah. Um, I might have told the story on here already, I'm not sure, um, but there's a story I like to share about, about that. Like, back when I lived um, at my parents' house, we had um, a neighbour who had a, a cat, really, really old cat. I think it was like 
22 or 23 um oh. when they first moved they, they they initially lived in cornwall <laughs> and when they moved up to up to lancashire um the cat went missing for like two years and no. it gone back to devon <laughs> stop how it made its way back to devon and their old neighbors were like your cat is here <laughs> so that's like it. drive all the way back all the way back down to devon to go pick this bloody cat up <laughs> That makes my brain hurt, the fact that they can't <laughs> do that. Yeah, and it's two years, it took it, two years. To, I think it was two, it was like four years. It was it was a long time anyway, like they just seen that the cat had, you know, Turned. got out and, and become a cropper. But now I went, went home back to Devon. <laughs> if you're a human to make the way down to Devon from mm. North, that is mad. That's miles and miles. Like for context, how many miles do you reckon that is from here or like from your area down to Cornwall? Oh, let me let me quickly Google it. Um, Almost yeah. like the opposite end of the country. It's like as far down as you can go, really, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, I doubt it. Like, got a ferry or something. <laughs> or, I mean, uh, it's like it doesn't know what number bus to get, does it? It just two hundred and sixty-four miles. My gosh, that's insane! <laughs> that's actually insane. I'm surprised. Oh. I just well, like not to be a Debbie Downer, but. That's like, it would have gone through a lot of like life experiences on that <laughs> Would have definitely seen some stuff. <laughs> we always say that we want to get a, um, a cat cam, you know, the one that you attach to your cat's collar. Oh, yeah, yeah. Or sees when he goes out and about, because sometimes he comes back and he's really, really muddy, or he's got dirt all over his face. Or <laughs> like, Where have you been to be able to get that? <laughs> what are you doing? I thought it was really good. Like, you can record it and like, share it on and relax my cat. It'd be great. <laughs> like, if they'd have known they could have done like a whole series on it like where's the cat today like on the way to Cornwall <laughs> yeah, oh my god that would have been so good <clears throat> okay then the next top tip uh, for walking <laughs> is to obviously watch out for hot pavement in the summer now obviously like Claire said it's getting warmer so you will be tempted to take your dog out for a nice long walk but you want to obviously make sure that the pavement isn't too hot for your dog because if they obviously their paws are so so sensitive and anything above a certain temperature could really cause damage to their paws um so one top tip if you want to know if the pavement is too hot for your dog is to place your hand um or barefoot on the pavement for five seconds if it's too hot or uncomfortable uh, for your skin it's obviously too hot for your dog's feet um and hot pavement isn't just uncomfortable it can actually cause some serious injuries to your dog's paws um, on those really hot days, you can walk on the grass, go to the park or walk in the woods, obviously somewhere that's quite shaded as well. It will be a, a massive bonus. If your dog is pretty tolerant, you can um, get them some booties to help protect their paws, which I've seen before and they're so, so cute. Mm. Um, you can also walk early in the morning or evening stroll to avoid the hot sun as well, which is a sort of a top tip that I think is quite common um, here in the UK that We'll sort of just leave because obviously they're not used to it they don't have we don't regularly have hot weather so putting them out during the 11 o'clock to maybe i don't know five yeah. it's probably yeah. a lot too hot for them so try and go out um really early morning or late in the evening while the sun's setting i'd say yeah that's a really good idea we actually did um a summer safety tips for dogs uh, last week so if you um if you want a little bit more information on like how to keep your dog um safe during the summer especially like including this tip as well and um, go check that out i'll leave it in the show notes below yeah. 
Okay, speaking of um, evening walks, um, and that the last one is to wear reflective gear if you're walking during the evening. So if it is a really hot day and you, you want to take your dog out um, later on in the night and it's going to start getting dark, um, it's really, really good idea. And probably most important is to make sure that you, you can be seen by drivers. So if you've driven at night before, I'm sure you've had uh, plenty of those moments um, where you've almost hit someone walking on the side of the road due to poor visibility. Um, if you don't have like sidewalks or pavements in your neighborhood, make sure you give drivers the ability to see you and your dog from a distance. For safety of you and your dog, get, um, do wear something reflective if you walk at night. And if the majority of your walks are during the evening, you can get a reflective collar slash leash combo for your dogs as well. Now these can be things like um, something you put on the leash and that goes on the collar, a little um, reflective uh, coat for your dog. You can get little reflective booties and stuff. But it is important to remember to put stuff on your dog and yourself as well, because, you know, if it is getting dark or it is dark, um, you're going to be invisible otherwise. <laughs> so just make sure that both you and your dog are safe when walking in the evening time. And, and the same goes for like early morning as well, when the visibility isn't great. Yeah, no, definitely. I agree with that one. Yeah. So those are some top walking your dog tips. Um, thanks for listening. Um, if you want to check out that summer, summer tips um, safety podcast, I'll leave it in the show notes, but it is just the one that we did last week. So you guys can go check that out. There will be a blog that accompanies this as well. Um, I'll link that also in the show notes and um, plus all of our social media as well. You guys can go check us out. And um, Leo and I actually make vlogs for Relax My Dog YouTube channel. Um, I always remember, always forget to like mention that <laughs> people are listening to us, but we do have faces too and pets <laughs> that you can come and see on YouTube. So I'll leave them in the show notes too. So thanks for joining us this week and Leah and I will see you in the next episode. Bye. Bye. <laughs>